0: Today, Calculated Conversation is going to give you guys a sneak peek into the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast featuring myself and Morgan Jones with our special guest, activist, facilitator, consultant, and Prescott Elementary Principal, Nicole Watson. Listen up as we talk about the education system and what it's like to navigate it. With that being said, there's just some things we need to talk about. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5 four three two countdown one. all right welcome welcome to another episode of the unrefined Sophisticates podcast we are on episode 85 we're working towards that big 100 it'll be here faster than it's taken us to get to this 85 now that we're going weekly which is a great thing Man, I am your host, Ken Jones. To my right is
1: Morgan Jones,
0: and we got something special today. We want to welcome a special guest, activist, facilitator, consultant, and Prescott Elementary principal, Nicole hey. Watson, to the show. Wow,
1: I need that following me everywhere I go.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it you?
1: actually, it actually precedes you. Like it comes mm. before you even walk in the room. Mm. That's how so
2: I works. was thinking. More like uh, I'm gonna get you sucker with the guitar with, <laughs> with the music.
1: <laughs> I was thinking that, but you, those okay, you yeah. know, but I you. Okay, you know what? We'll just put those words on top of that, for and sure. there's your theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome. Thank you. For thank being you so
2: here. much. Like thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes, yes yes so before we jump into format we want to start with our shout outs we want to shout out ireland and the netherlands for holding strong and still being the top listening countries outside of the united states Ooh. we're going to shout out dublin and tacoma washington for being our top listening cities outside of portland shout out every single person protesting for equality equity and yes. systemic changes also arrest jonathan maddenley Hey. Red Hankinson and hey. Miles Cosgrove. Lock Breonna Taylor's killers.
2: We sorry it's taking so long, Brie. They got to go. They got to yes. go. Lock them up. Lock them up. we're going to find
1: them.
0: Yes. It's gonna Keep happen. these names flowing so they know their names.
1: Know their names as much as you know other people's names. Because yeah. those are the people that need to uh, not be on another force ever again in their lives. Yes. Righteous. That's
2: Righteous. something super frustrating about that, too. That they can leave...
1: One force and go to the next. Um, it's it's wild how you can be interconnected through states with other things. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 but the people that keep those files don't seem to never know.
0: <laughs> it's like Excuse Sally Mae. Whenever something? there's a love. whenever
1: there's a riot,
2: nobody seems to know where the financial aid office is. No nobody one knows, knows where to burn love. that sh- down. I
0: said I said that I asked that uh, from the RIP. Y'all out here doing all this stuff. Can I we, heard they was in there tripping. <laughs>
1: okay. Somebody hit want. the
0: server room. Server yeah. room. That's all we need. <laughs> you ain't even got to take the whole building. You don't room.
1: need to. We definitely don't need the whole building. <laughs> like not even close. Just so hack that. Get that to zero. You don't even right. have to burn nothing down. You don't really. But you can literally just move disappear it. <laughs> just
0: that just zero look, zeroed out. That's it. That's just <laughs> disappear it.
1: I just disappeared.
0: Yeah. They out here hacking Bill Gates' Twitter. Uh, Listen, he's trying
1: to sell me Bitcoin right now. Right. Not. Po-
0: <laughs> not.
1: <laughs> but the federal government thinks they're going to get a student loan payment. Right. Uh, well, y'all can talk sure. to Bill Gates about that then. That part. <laughs> we got our priorities mixed up. <laughs> Hello?
0: Right. <dude>. Mixed up. <laughs> That's why this we already got can't. Promote STEM a lot better. We gotta, we gotta promote. (laughs) Um, Well, yes, as I said, we are glad you are here today. Um, We've been having a, a bit of fun kind of looking at our guests and, you know, kind of who we want to bring on getting this conversation, these conversations out and then just getting the human side of people too. That's a big part of the show is kind of showing the dynamicness of people. Um, that's why we have the unrefined and the sophisticated side of the show it is, yes. you know, it's all inclusive and we <laughs> just want to make sure that that type of stuff gets, uh, highlighted.
2: Well, appreciate the, the duality there. Cause there's, yes. there's two sides. So I appreciate yes. always unrefined and then sophisticated. I got you.
0: So want <laughs> to jump it. into, um, you know, kind of learning some, some, some things about you. Yeah. Um, as you said, you know, you, 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 you came up on the the education sector, okay, and wanted to know like what made you choose that path.
2: Ooh, oh, that's a good question. I I don't think anyone has asked me that in a really long time. Um, so it was about, um, and I'll give the brief answer. Um, before I was in education, I um, was in commercial real estate, okay. and I have found myself in um, a, a huge uh, commercial real estate company and I was doing a lot of the numbers and the math in the back. Um, right. and, and I don't mean the back of the building. I just meant, you know, in, in the back part of the infrastructure, <laughs> we always in the back. Anyway, we'll get to that. And, um, the company, uh, I was, I was really doing well. I was one of the youngest, um, um, agents in the company. And I was kind of working my way up, but I kind of reached, um, a bit of a, of a nexus when, um, the, one of the secretaries that worked at the, at the real estate firm I was at, her husband um, was Mexican. And mm-hmm. he was constantly traveling to Juarez, Mexico to um, help children that were suffering from um, their parents being murdered by the cartels. And one particular wow. summer, I went. And I went like any person who typically, and I won't say any because that's a huge generalization, but most folks that travel abroad that go from America to another country, you go with the idea of helping, right? Of of somehow that saviorism that you walk in with. Um, And I walked in with a little bit of that. I mean, being a a black woman, it wasn't out of control, but I really thought the the danger of a single story, which I know um, um, a DJ talks a lot about, and I had a danger of a single story. So I went to Juarez and had the time of my life. I I got a chance to spend some time with some babies. teaching English and learning Spanish. And then before I knew it, every summer I would go back. Um, and and wow. then it just took over my cubicle. It took over my life. And then before I kind of had, before I knew it, I had a decision to make. So I could have either gone back to school to major in real estate finance, which my company was willing to pay for, or That's I could right. go back and I could major in education, which I had gotten a, a, a scholarship to go. Um, and so I kind of had a decision to make, and I chose education. That was 2008. I quit my job and went back to school. Um, and in 10 years, I have um, completely did a 180 degree turn and went in a different direction. And now I'm here. So I think wow. I stumbled. I stumbled into teaching. I didn't realize that it was something that um, representation matters. I didn't see many teachers that look like me. They definitely yeah. didn't have my swag. Cause I'd be hey, swiping my
0: buildings. Hey, <laughs>
2: hey. <laughs> I'm not really sure what these other teachers are doing, but we come tips every dips every day. Um, and I just I didn't get to see that, and so I just didn't think education was a pathway for me. Mm-hmm. It was always riddled with and not you know teachers don't make enough or right and all of the different things that we know um, uh, beset education. I, I did it anyway. I, I it was something about children. There was something about my magic, my special sauce. It worked for them. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just, I kept perfecting it and perfecting it. And I realized that I had a gifting and that it was more of a calling than anything else. Mm. I called to it, drawn to it. Um, When I walk into a classroom, when I walk into a building, I am resolute that I am absolutely exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I get to get up and do that every day. And I know not everybody gets that, but I get that every single day that I walk into a building and I'm like, this was, this
1: is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. What does that feel like? (laughs) <laughs> I mean oh it feels um me up
2: <laughs> well I think it it feels um one it's rewarding right but it yeah. also feels um almost like serendipitous or spiritual because you realize if you believe in a, in a higher creator then you believe that our pathways lead us to different things and my path led me to this and to be in the room when a light bulb, comes on in a child's mind when they know something today that they didn't know yesterday and you got to be a part of that moment man it is is, man it's just something you feel it's it's you almost feel honored but that feels a little too like you know extra yeah extra but but you realize (laughs) that you're a part of their knowledge production you're a part of something that produced in their brain that you did they didn't know before and you got to be a part of that moment and you realize the precious um moments that our teachers get to have with our students, which is why having teachers that look like them matter, having teachers that are culturally responsive matter. Um and so I'm I'm more called to it. I'm drawn to it. I I think if I had tried to do something else, it would always steer me back back to this. And so I think this is where I am supposed to be.
0: That's awesome.
2: That's incredible.
0: Just in trying to, you know, imagine that feeling like the (laughs) picture. Like I mean, you painted that perfectly and mm-hmm. that that idea and that concept of walking through every day and feeling like, oh, yeah, this is it. This and is I think it. There's very few times that people are able to cross that with their profession, like finding a right. way to bind those two feelings together. So that's beyond.
2: I also think that that's a part of one of the things that's wrong with education. If you look at other educational systems in other countries, they do um, exploratory or discovery learning in the primary grade so that you get to major in something as a kid and then follow it through your pathway as an adult. And so like in Australia, you have majors. And so you, therefore, as a third grader are kind of figuring out what you want. By the time you get to your intermediate level, you kind of whittled it down. So you're not taking chemistry if you're majoring in photography. Or I mean, maybe you'd be doing film or so it kind of helps you have that feeling. Because I think what if citizens, what if we all got that feeling? What if we all got to walk this earth, getting up, doing the thing we loved every single day? And that's, I think, what teachers come in. (laughs) That's my job is to help you figure out what points do north for you. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I'm supposed to move all the other things out of the way so that you can discover you. That's the real blessing in it. And I think we add systemic racism and bias and a bunch of other things on top of it. So we're not getting to the meat of it, but we're going to get to the meat of it at Prescott. Let me go. Ahead hey. and- <laughs> All right,
0: right. We're loving
2: babies and wrapping our arms around babies every single day. Anyway, I could talk about this Good. forever.
0: So. No. Really? is. <laughs> no, what, uh, uh, you no see me yet. in them halls acting no like a kid because you sound like the inspirational teacher. I'm about to come oh, to Prescott ooh. and be in there, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm on on the like what y'all <laughs> talking about
1: today? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if what if there was something you could do with my children around podcasts and around teaching them how to use their voice to do things that are creative um, and and teaching them how to moderate and how to facilitate? That's something that I think our children. I, if yeah. I in sixth grade could have had that. We're in fifth grade or in third grade. I could have put a, a podcast together with my homies
1: about well, my yeah. ugly bike. <laughs> uh, it don't matter what it's about. Like, imagine not hating your matter. voice Ooh, as a kid, Morgan. Yes, right. Like, I spent my whole life hating my voice. Yeah. Until I started doing this, so imagine yep. getting to yep. hear yourself. Yeah. You know, that's yep. what I loved about Benson. I didn't go to Benson, but that's oh, what I loved did about. though. Okay, okay, Techman, okay, Techman. But that's what I love, just that idea of majoring and deciding and doing things that matter to the thing that even if you don't do it ultimately, but in the moment that you see that and you see it through for four years, I always thought that that was huge. Um, So off air, we will talk about anything that we could do to build some sort of anything. It it doesn't matter if that's a weekend like okay. that's the kind of thing i know that i want to be a part of i know can wants to be a part of and we've done certain things where like you know i've interviewed kids at uh mm-hmm. junction ave and they yeah. just go to town mhm cuz you like give them I, the opportunity
2: i have something to say <laughs> and like i'm right. knowledgeable about even if it's about fortnite or even it's about chico whatever even if it, it whatever is. it is there's an audience for it everything. I I wanted to explore uh, some exploration into what would it look like if we really moved our schools into the twenty first century.
0: Yeah, you know it's interesting, and I know I talked about this before. I think on one of these previous podcasts, but like, uh, so I live out here in good old Beaver Town, and uh, (laughs) actually, right before COVID, um, I was essentially in the last runnings to be a technology teacher at one of these elementary schools, and
2: I was gonna say America's Next Top Model.
1: No. <laughs> the way you going, right. I was like, <laughs> how do I turn what all can't? of these things,
0: But
2: serious, <laughs> <laughs> oh my, <God. laughs> my bad. But, <laughs> but bad, my
0: bad. <laughs> try to be a, uh, you know, having that kind of be a role where wanting to be the face of technology, right? That was something yeah. that wasn't pitched because you look like me. I shouldn't know how to program. I shouldn't understand. Uh, some of the concepts that I do when it comes to computer science, especially being that I didn't go to school for it. I just bought a bunch of books and sat in here and got working behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And one of the big things that I've found over this time has been the barrier in showing up places and nobody looking like me and me communicating and feeling like, why am I not saying the right words? Like what's going on here? And so going to these different places and spaces sometimes is is discouraging walking in these rooms and feeling like I've got to, get you to understand that I know something I've got to work yes. this much harder and that's it's frustrating and then also the way that this information when I go and watch these tutorials and I read these books mm-hmm. it's not really speaking to me and my experience the examples Ooh. and stuff or in speaking,
1: your language right yeah
0: it just it that's doesn't and that's what it boils down to is language and that's that's what <clears throat> so getting <throat> for that role that I was up for and that was pretty much in the bag which again COVID but uh with that, it was the whole co- concept of being able to get in front of these kids and talk to them regularly. When you talked about being swaggy and all that, like this is, I've got a, a teacher friend that's been trying to get me out here into the district for a minute. At first, I was on, you know, kind of shaky on it, but then kind of found a path where I feel like it could work. And okay. understanding that if I had me talking to me <laughs> about technology, it would seem cool. Right. That's that that makes the waves, or simply
1: relatable, right? Yeah. Even if it doesn't, even if it's not the coolest thing you've ever heard, it's so much more relatable when it comes in your language that you're used to hearing. That it it, it, it's not foreign anymore, and you don't have to like search for the things of like how do these connect to my life? Like if you're telling me, I like can has walked me through a million different technology technology things, like on Mm -hmm. just podcasting, right? Mm if he was telling me like reading the directions from the thing, I'd be like, I don't know what the thing means to the, that and the (laughs) this like, we don't have to do any of that. So the the, it's there already.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. I want to say, so I want to, there's two things I want to say to that. Um, one, what you're talking about is two things. One, you're talking about code switching and two, you're talking about curriculum. And so Mm -hmm. I just want to piggyback just a tinge on, on what Morgan, you just said that can does to you or for you. Um, so when he is explaining the technological functions of a podcast, he says it in your language. Yes, that's code switching, right? Right, right. He learns right. technical pieces of it, and then he breaks it down and go like, okay, so then you put the joint here, and then yes. you put the screw here, and then you tag that. That's we've done that. We we created that enslaved language every single day, American <laughs> vernacular English. Yes. That 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 is what we are good at. We our enslaved ancestors did that, right? We took yes. something really complicated and then we broke it down so we could communicate in our in our terms. Yeah. One that belongs in the classroom, and who talks a lot about that is this hip hop pedagogist named Chris Emden. and he's a Damn. science t- he's a scientist and a hip hop artist um, or a hip-hop aficionado. Most of us are that really do this, right? Hello. So he really talks about being a scientist and using hip hop as a way to g- build a bridge between science and and um, our children. And he talks a lot about teaching, uh, like he talks in one of his books around photosynthesis and how he teaches science. He'll teach you King's English, which is your book, which is what you learn in order to to perform on the test. Yes. And he also teaches you how to relate that to your homie in a way that they can understand so they can take the test. Mm -hmm. And that's the code switching piece. So I wanted to just to to applaud what I, as the educator, see you doing. (laughs) And I love that because if we had more of that, if there's no better teacher for a student than a student.
1: Right. Because if right. I was
2: Fortnite or when I was trying to play um uh what's the one with the blocks? Minecraft. I was trying to yeah. play Minecraft and I could not figure it out. And my babies were like, Miss Watson, you just gotta. And I could not Tell get me. my brain doesn't right. I don't know what happens when the spider come out at night. I, I don't know what <laughs> it's raining, G. I thought I built a whole House, but I, I, I thought we were fine. I, I <laughs> thought we were really fine, but I got ate
1: up. So and, <laughs> and now, now I, there's wolves too. I don't know what's happening. And what, what is? Are they also the, sure. I think
2: the same people who made Subarus?
1: Right <laughs> <laughs> we don't go there. We
2: we're not gonna go here because that's a whole nother podcast. I want to come back and talk about Subarus and my. <laughs> <laughs> but the second, the second <laughs> thing I want to say is curriculum. Yes. <clears throat> you might need to write it. You might need to write it. And if you want something, if that's a curriculum clinic and that's something you want to do or you want help with, I would gladly lend yeah. anything I have to you because if you wrote it, then you wouldn't have to teach it, you could sell it. And that's how we create the narrative oh. representation in our buildings. that's all I'm gonna say.
0: I, what I just want to make what you just said. I had a whole <laughs> board here of, of stuff that was on this wall at one point that is a legit. I was going to hit you offline. This Morgan can speak to it. I, I have can. been talking about <laughs> creating up. this for Let's a little minute it. now.
2: Let's do this, it. Wow. I, I, I can help you do it. Um, I heard it first.
0: Listeners, y'all catching this.
2: Exactly. In the acknowledgments. Just put me somewhere in the acknowledgement. So oh, I go, Yeah, definitely. I'll no.
1: ask you to write the forward. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <That's>,
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not doing this with y'all right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about because I think it's beautiful. Hi, Ned. No. Yes, yes,
0: we Hi. will. Okay. Um. So, being that you, you did kind of stumble into this sector when you were ten, what did you want to be? Did you have a concept of what what you were going to be doing as a grown up?
2: Ooh. Um. So when I was ten, I um, I was I had a, a little bit of um some some abuse at home, um mm-hmm. or in my childhood, and um, I. Oh, ooh, it was tough. It was a tough time. Okay. I was um, fascinated by morbid death at that age. Mm. Mm. I okay. really thought I was probably, if I had had the, the word for it, I didn't have the word for it at the time, but had I had oh. the word for it, I would have likely been like a forensic psychologist. Mm. I really love like crime scenes. I love understanding behavioral science, why did oh. he, where she snapped the neck like that, Why was the blood splattered in that way? Um, Law and order, that's my jam. Love it, okay? I I think I would have- So relatable. I mean, own collector, that is, that's my jam. Like I could sit there and kind of unpack the riddle of of like psychological twisters and different things like that, I really gel. Um, It was a way that my body, my brain created escape. For me. Yeah. As a girl, I didn't, you know, we weren't getting therapy when we were eight and ten, like we should have right. been, right? right? And so right. I had to find a way out. And the way out was my imagination. And so mm-hmm. I read a time. I was a voracious reader, not because I was a nerd, but because reading in the pages of a book were safer. You
1: you know? Yeah.
2: And I needed a chance to process so that I didn't lose my mind, that I didn't snap. Um and so I was reading. So I think a 10-year-old self would have been safe. My 10-year-old self would have been safe, mm. um, which is m- most likely why I'm teaching. Um, my, but as far as a profession, I think I would have, if I had been given the permission to be brilliant, if, if I had been given permission for my deepest fear to just be that I was inadequate, but, but that I was powerful beyond measure. If somebody had said that to me, I think I would have done something around forensics. I would have done something there, or I would have done something in aviation. I started flying airplanes when I was 11, and I flew my first helicopter and my first Cessna when I was, like, 13. I think I was Excuse flying. me?
0: Shout out for the Cessna flight. I've done the Cessna flight.
2: Cessna 152. Uh, listen. Um, yes. And so I would have probably done something there, but that was... So that's why I went to Benson, was to major in the ROTC program. I actually had mm. to become an air. A fighter pilot in the air. Okay.
1: Wow. Okay. On my
2: first day, um, I went to class and the uh, the teacher uh, told me I was in the wrong spot. And <laughs> when I told them I wanted to be a fighter, pilot, I wanted to fly the F sixteen. I think that's what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was um, okay. so like, well, you'll never, you'll never do that. And for three reasons: one, because you're a woman; two, because you're black; and then three, you wear glasses. Like, come on, sis. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You'll never be able to do that.
2: Right. I mean, they got contacts now and LASIK and all the things. But in the time when I went to school, I graduated in <laughs> 99. So at that point, 94, 95,
0: yeah. it was what, <laughs> what gonna, Was that, was that 10 years after you? Oh. I oh, it you.
1: was a deep. Um, let me show you something you. real quick. You really tried Can you <laughs>
2: That's the next hour.
1: <laughs> that, that you see, I, I mimic.
2: Provoked sometimes. I didn't say it out
1: loud because I <laughs> censored myself in this moment. <laughs> um,
0: is that is that yes. is that teacher still teacher? The who best you question we're
1: gonna ask today? <laughs> I don't you know. You gotta pull up. But, right,
0: right. Bounce out.
1: We with but, the bounce
0: out.
2: It is why I teach. So mm. it's cool. It it all things. It worked all together.
0: worked anyway, out anyway.
2: Because mm. I got told that, and I and it sat with me, and I remembered. Mm. Um, but today, I mean, <laughs> I can do what I want to do. So maybe Hello. sometimes when people tell us no, it really ends up being. I was just telling them, I have a 16 year old goddaughter that I help raise, and I was ex- explaining to her that sometimes the things that we endure, that we go through, they are the they are the ingredients to the special sauce. Absolutely, they are the ingredients Will of whatever. never be us without it, right? Right, and I ended up majoring in graphic design and communications at Benson, which is still stuff I dabble with in today. Um, and, and now I can create flyers for my biz, for my um, my, my, my my campus for Prescott. Yes. I can do certain things, and I don't have to. I don't rely have to rely on
1: anybody else. Nah,
2: I can so. do it myself. So sometimes that no is a is a is an ingredient in your special sauce, and sometimes haters just gonna hate.
0: Hell What's up. wild is that uh Hank Willis Thomas, the artist, his mother story as far as the school thing, except hers was in college, is very similar. Very similar. That. Very similar. Mm. Though, that same type of direct because of XYZ.
2: Yep. Somebody never should have happen. this
0: seat and not you. And she yep. went on to write all these books and take all these pictures that uh he said wouldn't happen. We so, call yeah.
2: that stepping on necks.
0: Yes. 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 Next. yes. Pressure applied. Right. Yes. So, what's a common myth about being an educator that you know not to be true?
2: What's a common myth about educators that I know not to be true? One, we're not all white. Mm. That's a
1: myth. Hello. Mm. That's a myth. Mm. We,
2: there are some. They're not enough educators of color, but there are some incredible educators of color. Um, and that's, that's a myth. Um, and we not, um, I'm not sure where people get this idea that teachers are like squares and like we go to bed by eight. You know, we got Birkenstocks. I, <laughs> I mean, I do have
0: Birks, <laughs> so <laughs> I do got those. Look, I got a 15-year-old, and she flexed for so many years to get Birks, and that's all she wear now is Birks. All these all these Js and all these NMDs and everything else, and Birks is what's coming out. I,
1: Birch, I have a 14-year-old and can relate. <laughs> yeah. She legit was like, your sneakers are dumb, but if you could get me some Birkenstocks, and I was like, right. what is it?
0: And the Birks were on a tag. Listen, Man.
2: And look, wait, it's not even the price
1: tag, it's the pain. Have you tried to break <laughs> in some new birds?
2: I mean, no. first of all, no.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, Nicole, I got a whole white mom and never in my life. That's all I'm saying. I got a whole white mom. I got a whole white mom and never in my life. They can all wear them all they want to. I, I get them, I'll bad. buy them for the babies. Shout out to Sydney. I bought you some pairs of them to uh (laughs) nope if i'm spending one up i'm gonna get some uh 90s on my feet so that they feel good about it like uh, yeah okay okay you know know. Uh. (laughs) give me an air bubble
0: (laughs) right right Right.
2: um what's another myth so yeah like there's that myth that like I think when you see the quintessential teacher, the stereotype of mm-hmm. the way our narratives have said teachers are supposed to be, they're predominantly white and predominantly women. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are myths. Um, mm-hmm. But on top of that, you know, teaching, we, we, listen, we get off at 3 o'clock every day.
1: We're going we to get
0: into in this in the second hour.
1: Yeah. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> we got questions. <laughs> That's, so then we'll
2: we'll expound a little bit in the second hour. But one of the okay. that teachers don't turn up, that we don't have a good time, that we're not regular schmegula. That um, I also think that there is this myth, and this is more towards my pedagogy. Um, there tends to be this thought or this myth or this 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 idea that teachers should not be um, accessible. And so, like, for instance, I, te- I tend to always or I try to, as best I can to live where I teach. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, my school is about five minutes from my, my apartment. Mm. That matters to me because it means that you understand the climate, you understand the, the community organizations, you understand yes. the traffic, you understand where our babies are crossing the street. You live it, you drive it, you work it. you. Oh. Right. And so I think there's this myth that um, our teachers... I think we used to believe in the village model and not just in the idea of the village model, but the real village model where you could see your, and touch your teachers. You saw them yeah. at church or you saw them at the store or you saw them at the local game. Somehow we've as segregation or more our, our education systems have become more segregated. We've we've stopped seeing or we've stopped believing or believing the myth that our teachers don't belong in the communities that they serve. But that is a myth. They belong, but they also um, it, it should be incumbent upon us to be educating and teaching in the community that we live in, because therefore your babies and your families have—they can touch you. You should see me getting my hair braided. You should see me at the mall. You should—I shouldn't be this unicorn where you think you just pop up in the morning and I'm just at work all day. And I don't—I think one of my students, not serious like Ms. Watson, you have a house. You leave, <laughs> Negro. Yeah, I <I'll> leave. <laughs>
1: So I think that I just want to jump in really quick and say how important everything that you just said is exactly the same for any sort of leadership or power to me. So whatever the form of the power is, like uh, I I have uh, certain views about the police, so I'm just going to say that and leave it there. Uh, <laughs> but I don't understand how you could ever police a community that you don't live in. I don't that understand works. how you could ever be around and and know and understand if you're not a part of it. So mm. to know that a principle which is the power of the mm-hmm. of that structure, right, is coming with that framework and mm. speaking about it specifically to children because where we are is this weird timeline of whatever Earth number 12 this is, right? And like yeah we're finally starting to realize that children understand and process more than you have ever given them credit for. That's right. That's right. right. And we have people that are starting to be in the positions of power that understand, that care, and that mm-hmm. are going to represent that. And that is so incredibly important to me uh, with children that are going to school and, yes. um, And knowing that I felt, you know, for most of my Portland public school life, I felt Mm -hmm. uh, decently seen, you know, like, okay, okay, you know, like, oh, I was in tag and I did certain, you know, like I had moments Mm -hmm. where I was highlighted for a lot of things. So I didn't feel left behind, Okay, but I never felt represented Mm. and those are like I've, you know, like, so to know <laughs> that at when my my kids last year went to Tubman, that they had mm-hmm. a black woman principal was such they a big sure deal did. for me yes. um, to know that that's, that is what you're going to, you can see it. So, you know, it's real. <laughs> and it, it <laughs> because that's mattered. one thing I never had. Yeah. I've had black teachers, but I've never seen black administration and never black women administration Ooh, so that idea of Crazy i could be that like right. you said i never <laughs> saw that so it was never going to be my lane because i never saw it there were only older hmm. white men that were the principles or the power over me was they so- wearing dockers they always, always have on Always, is With that a question in. for real? I mean-
0: It wasn't. It was she With meant to say pleaded or not. Pleaded or not. It
1: depends, <laughs> is it a Monday or Wednesday? <laughs> to ask, was, was it a short sleeve tuck in or was Uh-oh. it a long
0: sleeve? Because that's Uh-oh. for Uh-oh.
1: Friday, friends. Oh, so no. uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: <laughs> a question in there, or, or uh, observation. So when my, I told you I live out here in Beavompton and Bird Grove <laughs> is the elementary school. <laughs> Yep. Right Welcome here. to
1: our show,
2: Nicole. OK. Go and
0: here. So I was creeping on your, your, your socials, and you were in a photo with my daughter when she moved here. So I had my daughter. Uh, and, and what? For yeah. real? So yeah, what my daughter mean? was here. Yeah, she was here. Carmen. She just moved back. Karma just went back with her mom this past summer because she started high school. I've only been a boy that. my whole <laughs> life, so yeah. Uh, but when she started here, her principal was black and there's probably like 10 black kids. But she, the lady and I, I'm trashed with names and, and I know okay. that she may come across and it sucks because I've even bumped into her outside of uh, school. But she's in one of your photos. It's a group photo. You and like two other women. And y'all like it's I've seen it on your page. And I was like, oh, that's Karma's. On my, on my professional
2: page, or my ratchet one.
0: So the br- it know. was a soror was pick. Morgan. I know that it was a. I know it was something being said about sorors in the um in the okay. joint.
2: What color was your baby girl wearing?
0: So no, it wasn't. It was. It. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just you, the teacher. It was you and two, like two of your friends, two or three of your friends, and one of the friends was was her, her
2: principal. principal. Yes. Oh my! I know God. she's
0: not a principal I gotta... now. I know she moved out of that role and ended up doing something else um okay. in a different district because Beaverton district is. Beaverton district. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, we'll it's
1: leave that not... for um, you know, the fourth time you come back on.
0: <laughs>
1: back. I'm
2: coming back. I'm not coming.
1: No, right. No, we already know.
2: <laughs> I can't wait. Will you make sure? And, um, tell me. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: get it and get. get yep. Um, yep, yep. But that
2: speaks to that village piece because whatever that yes. experience that you had when you saw it, it meant relatability. It meant trust. It meant it. Mm-hmm. It gave me. Um, credibility. Because you saw me with her, It, na- if, they, if you had had a positive experience with that building administrator, that mm-hmm. gives me credibility. But right. it also, and I want to circle back to just what Morgan said previously, I, I just need to stop for a second and say, I cannot believe I am a whole right. principal.
1: Right. I, <laughs> I cannot, <laughs> I, like, where are our jobs? I, I need the key tar, okay? <laughs> yes. But I don't even know. <laughs> What to
2: say? Like because I recognize that that's power. Yes. Um, I I am excited and I'm overcome, but I'm also undone. That I man, just the the the. So I was playing with my with Nugget. I got a, um, I yeah. have a dog, and I was walking my dog, and he's a puppy, so he's out in the streets trying to holler at the hoes. Yeah. Whomever. <laughs> so my babies, some of my students, I didn't realize live in my apartment complex. And oh. so I saw them with a t-shirt on that represented our, one of the schools in our district. And so I was like, oh my god, I'm your new principal. <laughs> and one of the babies was like, for real? And yeah. I said, yeah. And he was like, you live here? And I said, I live in this exact apart- apartment complex. You can come and walk Nugget anytime you want. You just need to make sure it's OK. Oh, but I, I, but, he, but then he said something super powerful that almost broke me down. He said, so you're poor too? Yeah. listen, brother. So wait. <laughs> I mean, you just going to lay my stuff all out on the street. Listen. Wait. But I had to tell him and I said, "Well, or I said I could be poor. Or if you live in the same apartment complex as your principal, you could be wealthy." Yeah, hello. Maybe right? you're like not you, poor. Maybe you're not poor. Right. But I but it it, it for him it one validated where he lives cuz his principal yes. lives here.
1: Yes. And yeah, they a, a whole
2: yet, different it, cachet, it gives right? It a whole another meaning. And I thought I get to be a part of that because I was at some point a little ashamed. Like I've been trying to buy a home. I've been I've been working on it, but I'm by myself. I'm single, so trying to do it by yourself on one income is tough.
1: And uh, they hi, We live in Portland, cold. Oregon,
2: I was, and they don't systemic racism and redlining and all of the things. That's a whole other podcast. But that completely is real. Yes, and is. so for him to feel that I, I, when when he said it to me. There's just this sense of like, man, what is the stigma about living in apartments? Yes. Where is that? But then just this, how I was able to 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 represent it a little bit different, just kind of bless me a little bit. I just, knowing that they have access to their leader, knowing yes. that their lives, that they could come to me. If something happens, they can come knock on my door. That's how accessible I think we should be. Now, I don't really want them to knock on the door. At some <laughs> right. Let's be crystal clear.
1: But let me say re- something really... Oh, go ahead. Uh, Just really quickly. Like, I remember being a kid and having that false understanding of teachers just being, like, weird mm-hmm. adults. Like, <laughs> adults that weren't, like, the <laughs> adults in your life. You know, like, it's not your mom, your dad. It's not yeah. your aunties and uncles. Like, they're, they're a different level of adult that's an authority. So I, I remember seeing... A couple of teachers out, like at the store, because we did live in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why You're a person that, that eats Why food? That you reaction? know what I mean? <laughs> like, I so being a kid and having that reaction of just like, you know? like, what are you what? doing here?'" You shop, you grocery what? shop. Exactly. What do you do at a Safeway?
0: You—that was the crazy. exact question that I asked. Like I, I remember vividly, and we were in the uh, aisle with fruit, and I was looking at peaches, <laughs> what is wrong and with you? saw oh my. my teacher. Look though, I saw my teacher, and I was. Floored, like I didn't know, you know, like I. So I never had a celebrity reaction to where it's like, but you remember on Michael Jackson, he's like, mama, mama, "Mama, Michael Jackson." The little, yeah. That's so anyway, you with your teacher, it felt like that. That's what it, <laughs> so it was like, Mrs. Whatever. But uh, just remember being like, "You eat." That's what came out of my mouth. Yes, real. I asked her if she ate food.
1: You asked her if she ate food because she's not a person because you, it's a totally different, there is a disconnect, right? Yes, so I'm watching it, it, like I remember being that person and yeah. I'll just really quickly, I know that we need to get back <laughs> to other things, but like really quickly, I had, I, I had a very um, influential math teacher, like okay. Uh, somehow I tested high Uh, for math but I was not supposed to have (laughs) and so I was like in these really hard math classes and couldn't understand anything and I'd be like like, can I be with you every day like I don't know how to I can't retain this anyway Mm. she ended up living only like seven blocks from me and I remember when I found out that she lives so close I was like can I call her by her first name now? I. <laughs> no, <absolutely laughs> she legit. Absolutely I was. Like, she literally said probably never. <laughs> <laughs> but that speaks. And to I was like, why that's fair.
2: <laughs> that's why it's important. It's important for us to be able to have access to our educators because she they're it all so the I, time too. Like, I equate. And my part of my dissertation I'm, that I'm supposed to be writing, but I'm on here with y'all. Um, hey! You know, I'm <laughs> part of what my dissertation um, is about is about climate. And there is, I have this belief that if we kind of um, equate schools to climates and like, yes. and we did it, looked at them like, let's just say for the power of metaphor, like farms, mm. any farmer would one determine their production method. What kind of farm are you going to have? An organic mm. farm, in non GMO or? whatever kind of farm you are. And based on the, the type of farm you're gonna have, you would determine the soil, you would determine irrigation, you would determine mulch, you would determine, mm-hmm.
1: right? Every product. Based on your yeah. crop, though, you have, to,
2: you have to do a crop analysis. You have to study the thing that you're trying to grow so that you can create the conditions that are optimal for it to grow. So, if I were trying to grow hot peppers, I would not dare grow that in the same environment that I was trying to grow tomatoes because they need two different things. Yes. And I think if we look at that in education, for the metaphor, just to draw the line right back, let's say the farmer is the administrator. Yes. And let's say the teacher is the soil. And if the teacher's fertility, if that soil is not fertile, or if you have not created the conditions in that ecosystem or in that classroom for the babies that you plant in that teacher to grow. And um, we get the we get the roses grow from concrete analogy. We, we we look at it like that's fresh to say. What that means is that things are growing inverse in, in climates that are adverse to what they yes! and they grew in spite of. Listen, I could preach,
1: but I'm not. Oh, oh but you no are time. oh but you are. Oh, but you are. No, that's <laughs> so it.
2: I just wanted to say that I think that a part of my efficacy, a part of what makes my special sauce what it is, is my what keeps my soil fertile, is this 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 pruning and this understanding that I'm planting children in it. Yeah. That mattered to me as an educator. Now, as a building principle, I am I am now getting an opportunity to test my thesis. Yes. Can yes. I build the optimal climate for my children to grow wherever they are? How do I coach teachers up and out, or up and in? How do I do that so that their soil is fertile, so the baby that I put in there gets to reach his, her, or their potential without being plucked out of the ground? So anyway, that I just I wanted to speak to I what you chills. mentioned. It's so important. No joke, I'm literally
1: bumped right now,
2: Aww. and I'm hot.
1: So that's because <laughs> of what you said. Not,
0: <laughs> not a breeze. <laughs> You know how, um, like I talk. One of the things I talk about all the time is, um, like I, I speak in layman's and that's I think one of my talents is to take big concepts and then make it work for how I talk. Uh,
2: you call it but it's
0: always joke. Okay. Um, I do a lot of writing, right? Just journals. I promote journals since forever, and mm-hmm. write stuff down, write stuff down. And so when having certain conversations with people, and like as I'm listening to you speak and seeing you expand on topics that I've, you know, written about, it has mm-hmm. that kind of confirmation, like. Oh, yes, and then you make it sound even better. So some of it I can go back to and like add some little zoom zooms and zoom, wham whams around it. Right, and, uh, put a little
2: smile on it. Some yeah, but, uh,
0: yeah, Now nah, this is active though. I'm really, this this, this got so okay. many little clips we we'll gonna be able to pull from this and- Okay, and
2: um, keep writing Ken, keep writing. Oh yeah. There's yeah. curriculum development there, it's there. Um, yes. just, just keep writing and we'll we'll circle back to it on the back end.
0: Righteous, righteous. Okay. Um, you touched on this a little bit in the front, but we're gonna jump back on it, of trying to speak to the importance of black and brown educators, like Ooh. what that means. Um,
2: so I think when we, um, in order to understand why something, um, how something could work better, you mm-hmm. have to understand why it currently operates the way that it does. Mm-hmm. And so if we look at an an analysis of of education, public education in, even in the state of Oregon, but just nationally, our linchpin goes back to about 1954, 1955, right? Which is Brown v. Board. And what happened in Brown v. Board, and and you'll hear not just me, you'll hear, I'm I'm not, this is not a thought that I've created or something I'm getting ready to form and say that's brilliant, that I came up with on my own. There are tons of academics and scholars who will tell you that what we did, and we, have you lost your mind? He had the iPad pencil. Listen, Ooh. Ooh. he almost died. The dog almost died. Um, so there, there are a ton of there are a ton of of academics and and scholars that will that will say this very thing that our um, discussion around public education should somewhere start around Brown v. Board and what it meant for the Browns to want their two little girls to go to school in a specific space and what the Supreme Court did when they ruled in favor by saying that that segregation was um, was unconstitutional.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is,
2: right? But what we did in that was we then fired all the black teachers, mm-hmm. black principals, black custodial staff, black nutrition workers, black assistant principals. We fired all of them. And what we began to do was busing black children into white schools. What that does is what, is what, when you bust black children, when, and, and, and send them to white schools, what you're saying is that where they were currently being educated is inferior to where you're sending them to become knowledge, or to produce yeah. knowledge. What that does over time, is it creates the system that we're currently in where it's predominantly white and predominantly woman. Why that is, is because before 1954, 55, We had schools that were black, that had black principals and black teachers and black students. And then we had schools that were non, right. That were that had predominantly the dominant class or white students and white teachers and white principals. And what we did was we said the way you've been currently being educated is inferior to the way we want our children educated. So you're going to come over here and get this good stuff. What that creates is then a climate, we're gonna go back to climate, it creates a climate where you are taking a seed out of the ground that it was meant to be produced or grown or harvested in, and you're putting it in a completely different climate and just says, grow, and just do, do it. And that, Boot and, and, it, and, and yes, and it's not, so when we talk about having black and brown educators, what you're talking about is climate, I think, the scholar and me would say, we're talking about climate. You're talking about a set of students being able to see themselves, but you're also talking about the way black and brown teachers show up. I show up like Nick. I, I pull up to the parking lot bumping Janae Aiko because that album's tired. Mm-hmm. And I'm not turning it down. Like, I'm not turning it down because I'm back up on my okay, but anyway.
1: Okay. We're not even do that. hello.
2: but that like
1: that's gonna I, be our outro.
2: That's gonna be the outro. But I think like that's why we matter. We we don't just matter because, for the for the for the ornament part of what it means to just have black and brown people on our campuses, it matters because we show up with our special sauce, and it gives kids like what you said earlier, Morgan, that had you seen a black principal, you would have known I can be that. Yes, and I can do it that way, or I but can do it in that yes. way. Yes, The other thing that it gives us is it gives us this this um relatability in that when I'm talking to my babies, I sound most likely like either they auntie, they mamas, they cousins, yes. some nana, yes. and I say it in the same texture, the same tone, I give the same yes. look. That is that cultural norm creates permission. <laughs> yes. It gives our children to 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 permission to be how they are. And what happens in schools is we, we condition them not to be how they show up. We put a uniform on them, or we tell them what they can and cannot wear. We're telling them what side of the hall they can walk down. We're telling them that they have to raise their hands. right All these different things. And so when you get to room 118 or one, room 205 and you see Miss Watson and she's bumping uh, Camp Low or she's bumping Fife Dog or whatever it is so I can wake up your consciousness. Right. It tells you it's a beacon to come to me. Yes. And when you get here, you're going to find yourself. You're going to see home. yourself here. And when we know that, I mean, I could go into the data and the statistics about why it, why black and brown children are more successful when they have a black and brown teacher at some point in their career. But we know that already. Yeah. We know already. So I just, I think that it's it's not just the data and the statistics. It's also the permission to exist just how you are. That's why we're, we're important.
1: Whoo. I just want to add really quickly that I I went to Irvington for elementary school and hmm. um, was it was big, it hood
2: in Irvington right when it was hood?
1: Y- yes, ma'am. I am. Yes, we we are the same age, so we graduated high school at the same time. So I think okay. that you okay. know exactly so, yeah. what Irvington looked like when I went there. Yes. Um, yes. But my first grade teacher was an African immigrant. I still speak hmm. to her to this day. Wow. Um, her children are incredible. She's incredible. And wow. to know, to, like, so I'm saying this because having an accent teach you mm. m- means something different. I, I don't mm. know it data and statistics wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but you can feel it. You know it. Experience, Right. Lived experience. That, that made me never be scared of an accent. Mm. You know what I mean? <gasps> like somebody. Mm. That's somebody, deep. Like that Indeed. was my first teacher. So Indeed. I did, so, and then my fifth grade teacher was also a black woman. So uh, they wow. started my elementary. I had a black woman be my beginning and a black woman be my end. And in between I had white teachers and all was fine. But like mm-hmm. those two are the most influential to me. Yeah. Fully and completely, you know what yeah. I mean? And again, yeah. I still talk to Miss Sue to today. <laughs> Aww. And that the last, her son's an NFL different. player. Her daughter is out here being an incredible, you know, mother. Like, yeah, she forever. it matters. Yeah, it matters, it, it matters so that. much. Yes, that.
2: that matters.
0: I, did, yeah. I don't. Think, I didn't have a, a black teacher until the sixth grade. Mm. I I thought about that. And I grew up in San Diego, oh, okay. Um, okay. but uh, yeah, sixth grade, Miss Johnson at Johnson. But from first through fifth we got bussed out to Point Loma, so we got shipped out to the white area.
1: Yep. And that mm. was, that was the, the- So,
2: so pause, we were seeing the ripple effects of 1954, 55. Hello. In whatever grade you were. Yep. You, we were still being bussed, which yes. means yeah. we were still being told that the schools in our city, in our block, were no not. Mm, instead of fixing those,
1: I'ma just say, we could go Get there, on the we bus. Won't. Yeah. We won't. Shouldn't you we won't go there. Just get on the bus and go to that other one? <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> then what wow. jumps into that though? I wanted to add to that. So in middle school, so I did a lot of moving. Just okay. a hectic couple of years between that fifth grade and what would it be ninth grade, and going to like eleven different schools. So I was okay. all over the place, right? And <clears throat> the last school that I ended up when we finally made it back to California after our I five trip all the way up north, um, it was the it was the school. It was the Jeff of or uh, at least I mean, when I came here what Jeff was when I first moved here. Um, but the resource teachers and or counselors, along with the security, the security was all gang members. <laughs> and
1: it worked though. This is, this though. is back this in a, San Diego. Yeah, this then is then in that, San Diego. That, okay. And okay.
0: so the thing is like, so this was one of those schools that was right on the gang lines. And at that part in time of my life, my involvement with my friends and family, so being at school, the amount of it seemed like the resource teachers and the 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 um the security guards had more influence with most oh, of the kids. We were gonna, gonna listen to them telling us to to chill out over any of the science teachers and, right. and Spanish teachers like any day of the week. And that's because on these lunch breaks and so on, they were out on the field talking that same with us, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they knew they and on top of that, they were connected to the homies and so on. So they could make yep. a call and, you know, those type of things. And just how much that weighed in and yep. actually felt like, okay, there's, there's, there's somebody here. If the teacher don't, even when we're getting into it with the teacher and they come caping for us because they're able to explain this situation way better than we could at our 14 year old, 13 year old, you know, yep. uh, um, yeah. I just, I wish they were the science teachers though. <laughs> no, right. I
2: mean, Right. Yeah. If we allowed it or, and I think we 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 will talk about what it means to build our own. because right. um, that yeah. we do need to, at some point we do need to have a conversation. And I think that conversation, I, I've said this to Cam before in um, and, and, and one of the many podcasts we might have been in together already. Um, right. I think those are discussions that need to happen off of line. Yes. And we have to as a people figure out how we plan in stealth, because now even though we don't, you know, little Wayne does not speak for us as a as a conglomer- as a movement, he's not one of our spokespeople. At all. But he did see that re- he did say that real G's move in silence, like lasagna. Mm-hmm. He did say that. So I, I, I think he may not all the way go to the top. His elevator <laughs> might not go all the way to the top. But on the it fifth don't. floor, yeah, fifth floor, he said that.
1: And I think but even that then that I think he stole it from someone from the West Coast. But we could move forward. <laughs> 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 I'm shading Lil Wayne all week. That's my whole I, situation I, right now. <laughs> And anybody yeah, right.
2: say what oh, does Black Lives Matter mean to me? We, we you off my rotation list, bro. Mm-hmm. Just all. No, just a no. whole goodbye. Done. I'm not even gonna say goodbye. I'm just gonna.
1: smack fair. Right. Just a just a ghost. I'm I'm with this. I'm with the <laughs> one of the
0: exit strategies. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find not out notorious. your ghost.
1: I mean, no, you didn't.
0: Look. I am. This, this city knows me. I show up. I say how I'm in here. I got about a 30 to 45 minute capacity in most spaces, and I'm not good Sometimes at saying goodbye.
1: 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, but I'm gonna be different now that we've been locked down. I'm definitely gonna stay a little <laughs> longer on, uh, on the on the back end. Do so you of have all a, this.
2: um? Do you have a sim- like a a symbol a thing that you do to indicate that you're about ready to dip? I have not one. even close for you no. sure. No. The
0: thing is, I come and typically anywhere I show up, I got a red cup. That's Nine times out of ten, the cup is hey. the cup is probably more if y'all of- want to hear the rest of this unrefined sophisticates episode. Make sure to check us out on all the major digital streaming platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, etc. And with that being said, if you do choose to follow the rest of the show, be prepared. Cuz we bow to cuss. <laughs>